Hello, Playdate. This is Don. This is Nick. And I'm Ryan. This week we are covering Playdate News. Recent indie releases. And coming down off that 50 episode high with episode 51. Thanks for listening. Let's get started with a quick correction. I'm not going to point fingers, but uh, <laughs> ears open, Ryan. Last, um, the Playdate Jam 5 we mentioned was going on right now. It is not going on until April. So thank what? you to Wallmaster slash Alistair Lowe slash Low Tech Gaming. He's got lots of aliases for pointing out that Play Jam 5 starts in about two months, April 19th oh, to fantastic. April 22nd. So there will be a link in the show notes. You can sign up now. And then in two months, you can get started on that one. Awesome. Thank you, Wallmaster, for the correction to Don, whatever he said. No, just kidding. To, to yeah, I, I, I messed up. Uh, thank you. Wallmaster Alistair Low Low Tech Gaming. April. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's coming soon. Speaking of coming soon, Ryan. News and notes. Uh so just a reminder to anyone listening that all of these news and notes are in the show notes for today's episode. If you want to check those out, feel free. And we shall start with Panic releases new games showcase uh depending upon when you listen to this either tomorrow or today or in the past <laughs> uh they're airing it on wednesday february 28th 2024 at noon eastern and uh there is a link in the show notes as we mentioned one of the uh anticipated games they are going to be talking about is mars something um i'm i'm a good Mars After Master. Midnight. Thank you. By Lucas Pope. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, aside from that, we don't know a whole lot else that they're going to release, but this coincides with another hubity boop news and note that Panic will be at the OMSI, which is the Oregon Museum of Science and Industry After Dark uh-huh, event called Game On. This is February 8th as well. Uh, we've got a link for you in the show notes, but it's a ticketed event, $25, but you can meet the panics folks, the folks at the panic. Uh, also, this is the first time that Playdates will be on sale, on site, in person. So we've already reported that they've caught up on the backlogs of orders. Well, here's another first. First time you can purchase one in person at this OMSI event, February 28th, 2024. What do you guys think about all that? That's very cool. Uh, because you put Ryan before all of your news and notes, I was thinking you were going to be there too. And then I was like, oh, that's weird. He's going to be in Oregon. <laughs> but uh, Playdate also being, I mean, Panic also being there. Very cool. So yeah. Yeah. yeah makes sense. They're in Oregon too, right? Mm, they're in washington aren't they oh is that right or california they are in one of the states i don't think it's oregon though uh, i i thought they were in the pacific northwest somewhere i may have defaulted to oregon are they washington okay Where somebody look that look? up while i'm reading the next hubity boop news and note <laughs> that pole frog and oom released last week on catalog uh and also in quotation marks the web uh 
they said, and the web. I assumed that meant itch, but in my very cursory search, I did not find them on itch, so I don't know where else in the web that might be. Maybe their personal websites, or maybe I just missed it. Regardless, they are uh, available, and it was, if I'm not mistaken, an off-cycle release, right? It was just like a yeah. two-game catalog release? That is correct, just those two. And yeah. uh, Panic is really re Panic is located in Oregon, in Portland. Thank you. You can put that on the corrections for next episode. I just did. I, I corrected it this episode. Okay. Well, I, I, I like it when you're wrong, though. Okay. Uh, yeah, Whole Frog and Oom. Whole Frog was a Flash game, I guess. Have you guys played it? I've not. This is like a deluxe version. Uh, don't Let me grab the name real quick. Hmm. Ah, where's the link? I thought we had a link in here. Anyway, uh, it's, I put it in the show notes. It's not in, in our notes, but it's in the show notes. Yeah, Bullfrog, when I looked it up, it was a, an old Flash game on a math site. Huh. It was like Cool Math Games, I think is the name of the site. Cool Math Games. Huh. It was a site I recognized from my kids playing anyway. Okay. Um, but uh, that I have not played that one. I did play some Oom, but not very much. Uh, the What is it? It's like... Uh, phobia of like holes in things anyway the bullet coming out of the butt of the Roomba it gives me that phobia it like it tickles something in me that is not appealing uh the game is fun but like seeing the little butt of the ship like stretch a little bit before the bullet comes out it's a little unnerving this this is a this is a real thing for you, Don. Yeah, it looks kind of gross. It's like, um, kind of like the Doctor Pimple Popper shows. I can't deal with those. It's like almost like that. Hmm. I can't deal with that. I don't know. Interesting. Wow, there's a, a a severe and sincere aesthetic aversion to the Oom graphics. I didn't realize that. The game Never is good, it. but yeah. But oh boy, those. Not sure what to do. Don't look that. at the butt of the ship very much. Okay. All right. Nick, you got that? No looking at the backside of the oom. Yeah, I think, Don, you're talking about trypophobia. Sure. That sounds like a thing. It sounds right. I've heard that word. <laughs> I, I love uh, that that was Nick's contribution. What does that mean, Nick? I'll ask my shrink. <laughs> it's the fear of uh, small holes ripping open and like having bullets of, uh, come out of them well that's that's slightly different but uh i'm sure it's a, a modified version i was thinking you were talking about like the uh the people who uh there were some articles when the xbox series x came out and the all the holes in the top oh, of the yeah. yeah yeah the, yeah similar we don't need to go down this hole too far all right, I see what you did okay. there. Why don't we move on to the Hubity Boop Indie Inventory, where we encourage you to rate and review games a million stars only. Uh, but that really does help out the devs, or so they tell us. So uh, we want to tell you the same thing. And uh, Don, you want to start us out with this uh, menagerie of new games that have seen publication since our last episode? I thought you might want to mention this first one because it says you played it. Yeah, I did. I did play this. Uh, thanks to you notifying me about it. Uh, this one's called Gunboat Willie. 
and it's by Germzer, G-E-R-M-Z. How do you do this every time, Don? I don't know. Uh, Germzer. And uh, in case you've been in a cave for the past couple weeks or so, uh, Steamboat Willie is now in the public domain. So Mickey Mouse is still owned by Disney and copyrighted and trademarked and, you know, put behind bars and all that. But Steamboat Willie of the, what, 1928 film? Uh, is now in the public domain. So we're seeing a bunch of Steamboat Willie stuff coming out from all sorts of different folks, and uh, it has not escaped the playdate. Germs seems to have come out with a game, and I sideloaded this bad boy, and the the graphics are really uh, fantastic, actually. I really enjoyed not only the Steamboat and the gigantic Pete character, uh, but also the like subtle background that has this bit of parallax behind it as you're cruising through this massive river. Um, gameplay is a bit repetitive. You can tell that it was like uh, sort of hurried out to capitalize on this uh, Steamboat Willie uh, hubbub that's going on right now. But essentially, you're a steamboat and you're sh shooting Mick bombs. So there are bombs in the water that are shaped like Mickey heads. And uh, every 10 bombs you hit, you make your way toward this sort of boss character that's Pete in the water. You know, uh, Mickey's, uh, you know, uh, prot no, protagonist, antagonist. antagonist. Thank you. Yeah. That's it. Um so anyhow, you make your way toward him and he starts spooting some 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 droplets toward you in some form or fashion. And each time he appears, these drops come in uh, different patterns, different formations, different speeds. Occasionally, he will even summon musical notes toward you. And of course, all of these are obstacles that you have to avoid. So if I'm being honest, the gameplay is a little bit repetitive, but I was actually a little bit surprised at how uh, the boss kind of reminded me of like, uh, you know, killer NES games where you'd have this gigantic boss come on the screen and you were so wowed as a kid. And looking back, there's just very little animation going on within those bosses. But uh, it really did give me that that sense of wonder and awe that I had as a kid when this giant head popped on the screen. So anyhow, Don, thanks for uh, you know shooting me toward this game. I had some fun with it. Jer on our Discord had mentioned that they made it to level 100 and just came at the same loop. I played a bit of it. Yeah, it just it needs more variety. But there are notes on the itch page. The dev says they want to add more game modes and future updates. And maybe I enemies. will so uh, nice. make a slight rebuttal there. I actually made it to 120, 130, something like that. And there is still variety up there. Uh, every time you make it to Pete, uh, again, a, a new type of sequence, a different speed of sequence, a, you know, something a little bit different happens each time. I haven't made it past 120, 130, so I don't know how long the variety keeps up, but uh, I was surprised at the surprised at the mild variety. Uh, anyway, that one is Name Your Own Price. It's up on itch now. Indeed. Uh, next up, another uh, demo game is Plate Spinner. And this is just, he said this was just a quick one he wanted to crank out. And it's what it sounds like. You're trying to spin a bunch of plates. And the idea is your little cowboy dude moves from plate to plate. They look like the letter T and they all start spinning and 
you kind of go from plate to plate and the plate will start wobbling as it slows down and you just have to get over there crank it then move back and forth the d-pad crank 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 and there are little power-ups that show up now and then at the base of the sticks i guess you can also the screen it doesn't uh it scrolls i guess so some of the plates you don't see it's not just one stationary mm. screen some of them you have to move off screen so you lose track of others because you can't see all of the plates at once so it does get challenging uh pretty quick but it's a really cool simple idea that is uh pretty fun so definitely worth a look it's a really fun use of the crank and yeah cool it cute reminded me of of sort of a game and watch type of aesthetic where mm-hmm. you you know start out slow but then the uh difficulty ramps up pretty quickly even within somewhat repetitive gameplay uh it really is a challenge i i've not played it yet though i'm i'm interested have you played this don yeah i've i've played it um yeah i enjoyed it nick have you given it a shot no not yet nick shakes nick his head on audio podcast <laughs> In case you all missed I, that, I was one. Another tab. Hi. Uh, yeah, no, I have played it, and it again, simple concept, simple execution, but uh, really fun. It doesn't need to be anything more than this. Uh, we'll say it all the time, but it reminds me of a WarioWare mini game. <laughs> really, really, except it uses which, the crank which uh, one? very well. No, it reminds me of that style of game, like the paper airplane thing that could be expanded to obviously a longer gameplay a mini game instead of a micro game same thing here this is more of a mini game than a micro game and you do have lives if you break a plate it's okay because you could you have up to three but when i did break my plates i broke them all bam 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 pretty close together i had it all going for a while and then it all fell apart this looks really fun so i'm looking forward to trying it yeah anyway that's plate spinner uh damush games name your own price uh, next up by J10 is Legend of Penguin. This is a dungeon escape game. Um, I did play a little bit of this. I did not finish it. But uh, if I remember right, this was sort of like a s- more simple dungeon game. This is sort of like a Zelda type or a wood type game or woodland uh, game that we were like on the play date. Similar to that, um, the graphics are pretty rudimentary. And so like I died right away and didn't really understand why but it's because the spikes are sort of an unusual pattern. And once I got used to uh, what the game was trying to convey, it, it came together pretty quickly. Like, oh, this is what ice looks like, or this is what water looks like. This is what a fish looks like. This is what spikes look like. It didn't take very long, but uh, it's cute and it's pretty funny. Like there are pop culture references and whatnot in the dialogue. Um, anyway, Legend of Penguin. This one is Name Your Own Price. You want a little adventure. Looks fun. Nice and pulpy. Getting back mm-hmm. to some pulp adventures. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've uh, not had a, a bunch of those for a while. No, yeah. Yeah, what's up with that? Why Why did I, we get away from pulp games for a bit? I, I'm guessing we just sort of had a bit of a glut of them for a while. Maybe people needed a break. And uh, yeah, it's nice to see another one coming back. It's cool. Hmm. Legends of Penguin. Cool. Uh, We are lousy with Name Your Price games this week uh, because we've got another one coming up here. What's this next one? Next one is Orbeats by Palette. This is a rhythm game. Nick, this one plays like a typical sort of rhythm game. You use Mm -hmm. the... uh, Gosh, I was trying to think of the... Waka. Have you seen the Waka arcade games? 
where it's like a big I've dish. Heard of them, but I haven't haven't played. Oh yeah, is okay. that the washing machine looking one? It looks like a washing machine. Yeah. If you yeah, see yeah. these in the arcades, okay. you move your hand along the outside of a circle, and that's how you play the game. This is the same thing. Hmm. You use the crank to move a ball around the outside of the circle, and you try and follow it. Um, it's pretty tricky to play. Like I had to play through the tutorial a couple times and I feel like I need to give it some more shots. Like it, they say it's in beta and when it works, it works, but I <laughs> have a hard time getting into the rhythm of the game because there is a, both a, a beat type and a control where you'll, your ball will shoot across the washing machine. Mm. Um, and it's hard to kind of anticipate that with the rhythm. But uh, it's really cool. I can see this being a, a really great rhythm game uh, once you get the feel for it. So, again, that's Orbeats. Right now it is uh, Name Your Own Price. It looks killer. It looks like yeah. it should be a really fun crank-based rhythm game. I just downloaded it right now. Can't wait to play it. Cool. It's got uh, multiple difficulty settings as well, which is really nice. Neat. Uh, next up is Krong by... Mamanaku, and this is I normally don't mention the thousand pong games that are on the play date because there's like five every week, but I like the name of this being so weird, and it just looked uh, endearing. Looking at the uh, gifts and whatnot, chiptune beats. It's got different modes, and it just looked uh, cute. And the, the way that the itch page is written, uh, the the dev seemed excited about this project, so. Don, have you played I just this? To throw them a bone. No, I don't like Pong, so I have not played it. <laughs> I was I was gonna ask <laughs> you the me. the animated GIF shows this like concentric triangle continually yeah. coming up in the background, and man, that's making my head explode right now. Uh, I yeah. I feel like it would be difficult to parse that during gameplay. That's the the Krongsicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't right. know. I guess I could give it a shake. I'll give it a shake for you, Ryan, and let you know how it goes. <laughs> well, at name your own price, I think we can all give it a shake. So uh, okay. maybe we'll <laughs> we'll talk about it sometime. We'll commit to a Krong off before the next show. <laughs> we'll have to uh, link cable our uh, play dates together. All right. <laughs> um, all right. Next up is Sheep Gather. This is the kid. Is that like Sheep Launcher? Of. It is got to be like, like Sheep well, Launcher. I've never played Sheep Launcher. It might be. Oh my gosh. This is by Midnight Cupcakes. It looks cute. It is. This one is a kid's game where you go around. You It's sort of like Snake, but not frantic. You go around co collecting sheep and your trail <laughs> of sheep gets longer and longer as you go explore through fields and beaches and whatnot, collecting different sheep. There's 10 different maps. And yeah, it's uh, it's for kids. So it's meant to be. Uh, simple gameplay and not um, intrusive if you make a mistake. That looks like a super cute pulpy game. Yes. Looks real fun. Yeah, this one's $1. Cool. And a YouTube video if you want to more, learn more about it. All right, now we're into the catalog games already. So we've already mentioned Oom and Pullfrog. Um, Nick, have you checked out the catalog games this week? I have not. Well, you'll be in for a treat. Uh, first up is Move and Match by Igor Stepanov. This one I I had never heard of till today uh, when these mm -hmm. dropped. And it is a match three game, but the 
Playfield is not a rectangle or a square. It's uh, looks like the playfield changes shape every time. So hmm. a Sukaban is that the looks like Sukabani kind of Sukaban. Sukaban is that it? Sukaban looks like that type of game, but maybe with a spin on it. I don't know. Our style looks simple and clean. It looks good. I've not played it. That does look like a really cool puzzler. Uh, and by the way, for all the Elp cheapos out there, it is on sale right now for four bucks. It's usually five. So uh, get it while it's hot. Yeah, I wanted to mention that. I think this is the first time we've seen that on catalog, right? First time I'm remembering a sale on catalog. It specifically says usually it's $5 at the bottom. Yeah, yeah I really like that interface. Mm-hmm. So pretty neat. So hop on it if you're interested. Uh, next up is Icarus by Matt Sefton, or Super Icarus, excuse me. Um, Icarus came out a couple months ago. I, was, I think it was part of a game jam. Mm -hmm. um, so this one adds new features and online scoreboard and whatnot. So this one was pretty tough. Like the, again, the concept is easy, but the kind of, the actual gameplay is very difficult. You're like a little paper airplane and you're trying to just not hit the outside of the screen. So you're using the crank to kind of not hit stuff like an endless runner, but it's such a small screen. It's pretty difficult. So it's fun though. I mean, again, easy to play, difficult to master $6 and looks like it looks a little bit different than what I remember. So maybe there's some graphical changes here too. Can you guys jog my faulty memory? What else has Matt Sefton done? Uh, he did Yoyozo. He did That's Sparrow right. Solitaire. Yep. 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 Okay. Um, With you. Cool. Thank you yes. for setting me straight. Sure. Uh, next up is Rensword. Um, you can spell and write things. Nick, does this look familiar? Uh, no, it doesn't look familiar, but it does look awesome. I'm looking forward to playing it. Something about maybe, it like nags at me that we've seen it, it before, familiar. but I feel like I would have jumped on this right away if I'd seen it before. I don't remember seeing it before, but I don't remember a lot of things, so I don't know. Okay. So this looks like very firmly a word game to me, but then mm -hmm. it's also <laughs> featured in, in addition to puzzle games, rpg games are you guys seeing this yeah uh yeah if you look at some of the screenshots that are on the page there will be things like uh hit points and damage uh for each letter those kind of things so huh. it so are you like sure looks like an rpg are you like wording your enemies to death <laughs> okay I guess so that's, that's how it appears I'm trying that's to look the way up i feel the... sometimes like oh, did you guys ever play Spellspire? No, what's that? No. This looks a lot like Spellspire. It was uh it's on Steam. It was a mobile game. I think that's where I played it. But same concept. You are spelling words and they will huh. do different magic attacks, and your little wizard will heal enemies that way. Uh to progress through the Neat. level. It's like maybe 10 years old. Hmm. Uh anyway, cool game. It was I think it was an early-ish mobile game. Oh, it's by 10 tons. That's why I love 10 tons. That was the developer. They made um, Tesla versus Lovecraft. Oh, I okay. I've about for a long time. Yes. I believe you. 
the days of podcast past. Anyway, I'll probably pick this up. $7 Ren Sword. Sword. Uh, Laser Sphere is the next game. Sean Inman. He did Ratcheteer and Word Trip. And now he's oh, wow. back with Laser Sphere. This one looks really cool. It's got like a uh, a little bit of Geometry Wars, but you don't move. You just sit there mm-hmm. and blast stuff and suck up the power cells to upgrade your your laser sphere i guess i don't know graphics look cool again these came out today that's the one the one bad part is like it's hard to talk about the stuff that came out today but it's good that we can i guess we're on the ball really difficult from the from the gifts i'm I'm curious if that perception is reality very interesting they even have a list of tips on the uh catalog page too i don't know that i've seen that before that's really cool love that yeah um i wonder if destination play date i should i should check out that again and see if he's hit up any of these uh recent play date catalog games i'll do that if destination play date has any of these listed on youtube i'll throw a link in the show notes yeah but, i think uh, he i think i saw him do one on oom if i'm not mistaken oh but, cool uh, yeah okay thank you sure uh anyway looks great and last up is Pixel Sketch, we mentioned last week, but it nice. is now on catalog. It's $3. And that is by uh, Jared, Jared Benson. Benson. Yep. <laughs> Pixel vs. Labs. And Ryan, this is a game where you could make art. Ryan was excited about last time. And there's daily battles. Ryan entered the daily battle. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I don't I don't know if I entered it correctly um but i shared it on our discord and the developer chimed in that was real cool uh and he totally schooled me he made this incredible rendition of what was it it was like a flask or a bottle or something was the daily challenge and uh yeah i i felt very silly afterwards he really did an incredible version and i love all these pixel art robots that are cycling through on these animated gifs on the page uh i went ahead and bought it on itch uh before it came out on catalog uh but man it's it's a real very cool art program i i think there's a couple things that could uh be changed for user interface um, ease because right now there's like a list of things going along the right hand side that you can sort of crank through and then choose if that's the thing you want to go in your pixel or not and if you cycle one past like you have to cycle all the way through the entire list again to you know loop back to the one that you wanted rather than just crank backwards one to get to that thing so I mentioned that in the Discord. I'm not sure if he was able to implement that or not, but uh, outside of those minor gripes, it was real fun. And there's like a ton of different like little dithering uh, elements that you can choose from to really make your uh, your illustrations feel like they have more depth. So anyway, high recommendation for this. And it's only three bucks on catalog right now. So uh if you have any interest in creating art or pixel art, period, uh, I would suggest picking up this one. What happens if you crank backwards? Just nothing? Nothing. It uh, oh, okay. it, it did not crank backwards. Okay. Yeah, it seems yeah. like there's some movement for that to happen then. 
Yeah, he seemed receptive uh, and open to that suggestion. So maybe it made it into this uh, catalog release. I don't know. We we should probably touch base with him. Or, uh, hey, Jared Benson, if you're listening to this, uh, please let us know if there's been any movement in that regard. We'd love to announce it. And last time I mentioned that I made a, I made a, an image with a pixel sketch, and it was actually I made it with Playmaker. It was inspired by the pixel sketch contest, but I didn't realize we had to use pixel sketch. Uh, I made it in Playmaker, but Mouflon Cloud imported my image to his game Kai or Key, I think it's pronounced. Uh, so I'll put a link to that in the show notes, and it's a port. Key is a Matt Sefton port along with Mufon Cloud of an action puzzle classic. I tried playing this. Like if you donated money to a charity, you could download this, I guess, for free with the donation. And I tried uh, playing it and I couldn't figure it out. But I think Nick and I, we talked about it a while back. I think maybe Ryan wasn't on that episode because it was an older PC game. But we maybe you didn't remember it or it was another one of those obscure games that were lost to time or something. Anyway, uh, link in the show notes if you want to check that out as well. So anyway, move on, Cloud. That was really cool. Thanks for doing that. Is that it for Indie Inventory? You're up, Ryan. Oh, boop boop Then let's get to the pick of the week, which is malfunctioning, which is from Don this week. Don, take it away. We're real loose today. That's okay. Yeah. Our pick of the week today is Sat-O-Light by Lubu. Yeah, this is a tower defense game where there's no slots or grids. There's just planets and you are placing satellites that orbit around the planets. Um, and they just wherever you stick them, you use the crank to kind of pick out where you're going to stick them. And then they start following the gravitational pull. And the campaign is 25 levels. And there's it's a it is a campaign. So once you beat level 25, that's the end of the campaign. And there's a uh, I think it's 28 levels. No, I think it's 25. I I okay. completed it after 25 levels. Nick got the plus version. Extended version, yeah. He got the extended Sorry. cut, the director cut. <laughs> Playing the DLC. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Don, are you yeah. ready for this? Yes. Nick, how many levels did you make it through? Uh, I was going to say 27, but I guess <laughs> it's 23. I don't know. Uh, I'm on the one before the end. Okay. You I'm, know when it I mean it's it's pretty clear when it ends. I'm like 99% positive it's 25 levels. I'm looking right now. Uh anyway, if it's one level or a hundred levels, there is a last level and you unlock <laughs> something, it is 25. And you unlock something um uh, when you finish the levels. Um I'll just put it that way. This, this is why people gain more in. replayability. We, we come with a fact eventually <laughs> might take a couple weeks in in the subsequent episode 25. or so but still we yeah. make it there yeah uh anyway let's uh let's give some thoughts uh we'll start with nick before he nods off into the bonus episode or the bonus content <laughs> yeah i really uh enjoy games with a narrative focus and i enjoyed that this game had a narrative focus it's a little unusual for certain types of tower defense games outside of something like plants versus zombies or whatever, where there's, there's a bit of a, a through line. Um, but this is much more uh, in your face with the narrative, which I enjoyed quite a lot. Uh, the mechanics are really simple. Uh, there are, there 
is enough variety to uh, to keep you engaged, and the mechanics are revealed at a nice pace. There's some interesting um, challenges that occur throughout the course of the narrative that are driven by the narrative, which I thought uh, was pretty clever and fun. Uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was it was nicely paced, and uh, the difficulty was uh, pretty pretty even uh, all the way through uh, up until the next to last stage, which is where I had I had to stop playing. It's a fun game. Nice. Yeah, I I would agree with pretty much all that. Uh, so, Don, when you sold this to us as a planetary tower defense game, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I've never played tower defense games. I've never played planetary tower defense games. And so I went into this a little trepidatious, and I was real real happy with my experience from start to finish, really. Um, it It eases you into gameplay at a really beginner pace so i felt comfortable i didn't feel silly or like i didn't know what was going on and when you are given instructions it's through this really fun witty banter between uh basically your commander and uh a computer that looks a lot like a play date and uh i really enjoyed their back and forth and found myself laughing out loud a number of times and they come back every single level and describe to you yet another new mechanic and so the new mechanics come every single level so it never gets stale it never gets repetitive you're learning but then you're building upon what you learn so by the time you're on level 25 which is the last one then you're really you've really got a lot of uh of knowledge built up and when you sort of you know complete the game and hop back to level number one it's like oh yeah wow uh i've really come come a long way so it felt really great the challenge i thought was pretty much perfect actually uh i would hit a new level and not often could i complete it on the first try i usually had to try a, a different thing or two or three depending upon the difficulty of the levels but it was never to the point where i was like banging my head against the wall trying to figure out how to solve this thing it uh you know allows you a few different options for how to to solve the puzzle and and i i really found it very very fun this was this is real uh, this will rank high on my list for games of 2024 uh assuming it was published then i actually was this at the tail end of 2023 mm -hmm. that it was published regardless i think, I, think uh, I liked it a whole bunch i don't remember seeing it Ooh, five months ago oh i uh, look forward to playing it no i think it came out this month or uh, this no, year looks like it was published october 5th 2023 well, that's, so that's might... when the page was published but i don't think the game was out yet perm interesting how do you know that um because the page goes up like a pre-sale page i think two months ago i think january it came out it's hard to tell on itch like the actual release date for the game i can see when i download it oh no I downloaded it a long time ago, but I didn't purchase it till we did the show. Hmm. All righty. Anyway, I, uh, I liked annoying. it. I liked it a whole bunch. I, I thought it was really fantastic. Hmm. Uh, Easily to... worth the $5 price tag in my humble opinion. Yes, I, I would agree. Um, 
the i think that the pacing was really good like the little conversations between each level didn't overstay yeah. their welcome yeah. there was just enough text where it wasn't annoying it did get on the levels where i died over and over i wish there was like just a skip dialogue button like i could just hold b or something because that was just like ah let me just crank through these well you but can. it wasn't even that long you can though you can press a a a a a and just yeah flip right through them yeah i know oh, you I mean like a, a, single... a, a, a yeah just like a single, single push okay. b to skip conversation gotcha okay like pushing a, a, a was fine but um yeah. a little faster just because some of them i did die you know five six times or more i yeah. think um but speaking of that there is also a god mode which if you are really stuck you can toggle on god mode in the menu and basically you still have to play the level but you won't die and then when you go to the next level god mode toggles back off so it doesn't just stay on forever which is really neat because it lets you get through the one you're on and then you get to try the next one on your own huh, um, that's interesting I, I never i'm sorry go ahead no i'm done i was gonna say i never tried that so i i didn't know what that meant exactly uh, i guess i always powered my way through the levels but that's neat to know that that's there did you ever use that? Is, does that mean you get unlimited funding or unlimited uh, different satellites that you can put around the planets? Or what does that mean exactly? It seems to be like unlimited damage. You don't get unlimited funding, but it doesn't matter how many ships come through. Typically, only five ships can come through your solar system, and then it's uh, game over. You have to start the level over. But yeah. in God mode, more than five can come through. But I did notice sometimes in God mode, I would lose a a bar of health and i'm not really sure why hmm. um i used it when i needed to um one other small thing is at some points there's a lot of weapons in your inventory and i kind of wish they had a like a a graphical cue like a laser had a maybe a triangle mm. a uh, rail gun had a whatever a line or something just so it'd be easier to kind of click oh yeah, I can access this faster. When you're really trying to grab the right thing, there's multiple types of lasers, multiple types of EMPs. And sometimes my brain would get mixed up on which time I really wanted. And I think when you're trying to plan a strategy very quickly, um, it's easy to pick the wrong one. Yeah, I, I really like deal. that suggestion. Actually, uh, I'm all about visuals. And so mm -hmm. <laughs> I I guess I sort of wrote it off as it was just me that might be having that problem. But uh, it, it heartens me to hear that I wasn't the only one. Um, with that said, Don, you were mentioning it would be nice to be able to choose something quicker on the fly as you're in battle. But just to clarify for the listeners, as you are choosing your satellites to cruise around your uh, planets, you are in pause like the ships mm -hmm. do not continue flying uh they're not moving past your solar system like you can take your time and think about which one you want to choose and where you want to place it so uh i found that helpful it didn't make me feel like i was in too much of a rush <laughs> or anything that's true but i felt the immediacy of ah there's these ships coming i gotta put up some defenses yeah yeah just as a player uh-huh Nick, Makes are you, sense. oops, are you still there? Yes. Do you, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if we, if we should ask Nick for more input or if he's uh, just wants to listen in. 
Uh, I I like your suggestions. Okay, fair enough. One small thing that is kind of good and bad is that some of the stages were really fun, but you only get to experience them for like one stage or maybe two stages here. There's some of the gimmicks. It's like, oh man, that was a good idea. Like, I kind of want to do that again. And you can replay stages, of course. But like, uh, like, what are you talking about? I, I want to. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil too much, but there ah, are definitely. We're in the spoiler territory. Come on. I mean, okay, let's let's just say. Um, I really like this game, Ryan. It sounds like you like this game, Nick. I can't see or hear you, but Nick, this is his game of the year for 2024. Um, all right, we're kind of in spoiler-ish territory. I'm not going to do any story spoilers, but as far as weapon spoilers, there are, there's a, uh, there's a planet type that is not a planet. It's just a rig and you can use the crank to move your, your satellites along the rig. Yeah. I really like that. And I found myself often putting my satellites on one side of the rig and just like heavy handed using that as like dot to dominate whatever I wanted to hit instead of mm-hmm. uh, evenly distributing them around the rig. I really like that. I liked there's one where basically it sets a beam between two points. And so you have a satellite on one planet yeah. satellite on another. And whenever they see each other, it'll create a beam that uh, ships cannot pass through or they'll be destroyed. That was really tricky to time, but it was yes. fun. Like I'd never, was able to really master it because the levels are so short, but it was cool. It was a really cool idea. Okay. So point of conversation. First, you mentioned the like stationary rig that you control. So the planet is not spinning the satellites around like you're spinning the satellites around. Yeah. That came up multiple times. I'm quite sure of. Yeah. Um, more than once. Yeah. Yeah. And so also in counterpoint to the way you played, I thought, was really interesting to hear actually, because the way I would typically play those stationary planet or the not stationary, it, I guess we should call them manually moving planets. Sure. Anyway, um, I would typically put my satellites on opposite sides of the planet so that the ships coming on either side could receive some, some battle damage. And, uh, if they split up, if the ships split up, and I had all my defenses on only one side of the planet, then I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to defend the ships going the other way. So I thought that was really interesting to hear your uh, strategy for that. That was very different from mine. The other one you mentioned were the kind of uh, tightrope satellites, for lack of a better word. Like when they saw each other, they'd form a beam. Uh, I agree. I thought that was a really interesting gimmick, but weren't wasn't there at least opportunities after that to also use that same mechanic i only noticed it on two stages but maybe i was leaning on a different weapon maybe i was leaning on torpedoes and i just was scrolling past it because there's not a lot of visual like i said there's not a lot of visual difference in that weapon menu Hmm. and sometimes i was just scrolling until i saw the thing i wanted yeah so that's possible makes sense cool 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 yeah man don uh i don't know if we're done talking about this yet but i am so glad you picked this one i I never would have selected this it was not as 
instantly graphically impressive as some games that I'll typically get excited about and and plunk some money down on. Um, you know, it's very like geometric and circular with all the planets, but man, did I ever have a real good time with this game. Oh, good. I'm glad you liked it. I really did. I really did. Like th- this is this is going to make it into some list, uh, you know, in a year's time. Oh, you know, you know what? It might have come out in December because the cutoff for awards was November 30th. And almost all of these comments were two months ago. So maybe it did come out in December. A lot of games came out the first week of December. And so they were not eligible for Playdate Awards. Hmm. I'm wondering if that's the situation. Um, Yeah, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm not going to give away any story stuff, but there also are story quirks that yeah. uh, affect yep. different levels, which I really liked that. I did not expect it. So when the first one came up, I was like, whoa, this is really neat. Uh, this game, there's more to it than I thought. And I saw comments. There's a couple on itch. I think I saw them somewhere else too, where the play date would stutter when there were a lot of enemies on screen, but I didn't really experience that. It ran pretty smooth for me. I, I only experienced stutter at the end of each level, but that felt uh, natural. When everything was exploding or uh, when it was just wrapping up or what? Yeah, right. Uh, when the last enemy is uh, exploded, um, there's a, a brief frame dip uh, before it moves to the success screen. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I did experience stutter as well. It was never like crippling gameplay stutter, but it was definitely there on uh, you know the more ambitious levels where you get a bunch of ships going on so it you know okay. it did not bother me okay yeah if it if it was there i didn't it obviously it didn't bother me um maybe i was waiting for it to be really bad because of the uh comments hmm. ran right past it anyway um that's all i have to say about it if you guys don't have anything to add we could read uh listener comments yeah let's go for it all right um fev wrote in on discord again you can always hop on our discord we have separate channels for our games of the week and on the satellite channel fev said this has been a really fun pick uh very well executed tower defense game and again i hate tower defense games this feels more like an action game in my opinion than a tower defense game and i wonder if you guys would agree but um uh, Ryan, do you want to read to... Vic's comment here? I I do, but not before I default to Nick. Uh, okay. I've never played a tower defense game before, so I, I can't agree or disagree with you, Don. Nick, do you have any tower defense thoughts for Don? Oh, it's pretty action-heavy. Um, the, the strategy component is relatively small. Um, you just have to... Uh, pick a good placement and really that comes down to uh the portion of the planet that you decide to install the satellite on uh, and or the size of the planet that the satellite is orbiting um but that's fairly minimal and usually within um a round or or so you'll you'll have that kind of figured out yeah nick brings up a great point that we didn't mention is the size of the planets is a big makes a big difference in how yeah. the game will play a large yeah. planet. The satellite is going to orbit very slowly before it gets back to the starting point where it's a small planet. You can get a lot of action out of, uh, because it's so small. Uh, so that changes your strategy up quite a bit and the number of planets, some 
levels have two, some have one, some have, I think, five or four was the most I saw. Yeah, speed of rotation around the planet. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of variables in here. It, it was a really cool game. Uh, speaking of fans of this game, Vic chimed in in our Discord and said, this game was amazing. I tore through it earlier this year. I had been excited since I saw the trailer in the last direct. Obviously, I want a classic endless uh, tower defense. That's probably not possible due to processing power and screen real estate, but the missions are well thought out and offer good variety. Plus, it's a take on the genre that would be novel on any platform! Exclamation point. Definitely want to remember for next year's awards. Yeah, I agree, Vic. Uh, I have I have made no qualms about that. Uh, this one, I think, could be up for best use of Crank, too. I was thinking this would be playable on an Xbox or whatever, but the Crank really adds a lot to it, especially the ones where you're controlling the rotation of the planet. Mm -hmm. that's that yeah. one-to-one -one with the crank you would be okay with the joystick but not nearly the same feel yeah for sure all right and then dino uh of course dino is a regular contributor to the segment but uh he popped in with a message completed the final few messages last night great fun the tldr thoughts on the game uh a captivating tower defense game with fun characters and dialogue innovative evolution of mechanics and weapons kept the gameplay fresh throughout Simple controls and great use of crank, controlling the orbits of multiple planets with the crank, rotating their satellites in a... I'm going to cut that part out, or I'm not just not going to say the next part, because this is a little bit of a spoiler, but uh, the tempo was enjoyable. The fast pace of progress felt rewarding. It would be great for the interstitial screens to give scope of the galaxy and gamify the action of moving between locations. That is a good idea. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, you just kind of pop from one place to the other with uh, dialogue. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah, what if they put... Andy to have some some context, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, additional emphasis on financial management and upgrades, maybe including an expanded shop, visited between rounds, would be interesting to see, but the game is already brilliant and fun without these elements. I typically hate the shop stuff in tower defense games because it's like oh i spent all my money on this thing i should have bought the other one now i'm screwed because i can't beat it without this without the can and i bought too many archers or whatever so i kind of like that you just get the full arsenal that's going to beat the level every time without having to worry about it but what if the shopkeeper had a fish head and he was totally not a fish and he only sold the exact weapon you need for that level <laughs> That would be perfect. Uh, Just brainstorming. I, anyway. Yes, I, I would appreciate that. <laughs> it kind of had like a Spaceballs vibe a little bit too. Like the way the characters looked and stuff. I can totally see that. And, you know, <laughs> the the really humorous vibe throughout. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was really well done. I mean, just the game itself, if it were just the game, it would have been well done. Mm -hmm. But the way in which they didn't just add mechanics but they came through story elements was really deftly woven and not just story elements but the whole dialogue was very humorous like this is this is an all-around killer pick don cool well thank lubu for sharing this uh really great game with us indeed thank you uh nick what is our next pick of the week it's under the castle uh, by Danny Diaz, Z Corbs, and Volcano Bites. Neat. 
Yeah, cool. This is one of my favorite games of, uh, ooh, I don't think it, oh, it was last year. Yeah, it was one of my favorites of last year because our thing ran late. Our favorite game segment. Yeah, cool. Have you played it, Nick? I have played through two of the little tutorial areas. Cool. So there's a lot of meat left. Well, I've not played it at all, but I know this one was really hyped when it came out, and uh, this will be a great excuse for me to dive in. Hopefully it will be for some listeners, too. What was the last roguelite we just played? Not Core Fault. Didn't we just play another one? Oh, <laughs> my memory's so bad. And I was like, oh, I don't think Ryan's going to like a roguelike. <laughs> we have to look at our own website to... Yeah, don't remember. I'm always, it wasn't like two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm always confused about what the heck a roguelike is, even though you guys have explained it to me. It's still fuzzy in my mind. I guess we haven't played one in a while. It's like uh, you make you make incremental progress each run and get stronger and stronger over time, and then mm-hmm. eventually you're super strong and you can beat the game. That's, but it's that's a little a definition of it. A definition, yeah. yes. See, this is why I'm so confused. I don't know. I'll, that, I'll tell you when you're older, Ryan. It's like it's like you go into a, a music store in the '90s. There was a rock category, pop, country, world. I, I like that definition. Aerosmith and Slayer are both rock. I don't like. Oh, this is post mathcore, Midwest emo. This is hard rock. You know, whatever. It's like whatever. They're, All right, they're so, roguelikes are roguelike. Yeah, ro- roguelike has come to mean that, but in in. Uh, the original parlance, uh, a rogue-like game was very similar to the game Rogue, which had permadeath. Uh, it had the ability for you to loot your own corpse with a another character. So if you dive down into a dungeon deeply, then you could pick up the items that you were carrying previously. Um, those kind of things. So it's not uh, the sort of fixed progression that roguelike has come to mean these days. Um, but either are acceptable, uh, I'm sure. They're both fun. Both of those types are, yes. of games are, are entertaining. Yep. And this one's entertaining as well. Very um, good. But thank, before we wrap you up... For the, thank you for the explanation again, Nick. I appreciate it. Uh, before we wrap up, I was going to mention this. Um... I'm pulling a Nick and Ryan and talk about something that's mostly off topic. What? Uh, yeah, oh, I know. Applause. The first time ever. Yeah, I think. First time. This, I, I think we episodes. might need to boop him into this segment. This is monumental. <laughs> it's sort of on topic, but um, so my neighbor started a podcast and I was like, oh, I'm going to give him a oh, plug. Yeah. yeah. And so I was listening to his latest episode today and I was like, oh, it'd be, and I popped in my head. Oh, it'd be really funny if I plug this on our podcast. And that'd make his day if he got like an extra 10 followers or something. <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, he mentions our podcast. Uh, what? <laughs> and he's like, That's, Hey, my neighbor you. does this podcast, Hello Play Day podcast. And he gave me some tips on recording, blah, blah, blah. So I'll give him a plug. I was like, wow. Oh, well, there you go. So that's very we're scratching nice. Each other's blacks. So it's called the <laughs> Adam and Kelly. It's called Adam and Kelly talk nerdy. It is hosted on uh, Spotify. So I'll put a link in the show notes, but I found it on Overcast. Um, you can find it on podcast thingies, podcast catchers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they talk about different geek culture. 
the latest episode they just basically sit and reminisce over 90s tv shows but uh, i recommend listening to the comic-con episode they did like two episodes ago and that one was really entertaining they talk about different people they met at uh comic-con different celebrities and stuff it was pretty good so check it out wow you said the c word i'm there right uh yeah they're they're comic book fans right there you go cool cool they own some of your comics right they 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 what now they do they own some of your comic books oh goodness did you gift them to them well i I did but well that's very nice that's beside the fact (laughs) that's very cool thank you hey they have an episode called hack the planet um Hmm. so i'm 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 intrigued yeah that one's gonna put us on an fbi watch list but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah anyway all right uh thank you so much for listening you can contact us at hello playdatepodcast at gmail.com our website is playdatepodcast.com and i recommend checking out the uh, show notes for all of our socials or hopping on discord that's where you can find us most often thank you guys that was fun indeed don i'm very proud of you for going off topic at the end of the episode today good job Thank you. That will be the first and last time. I almost uh, said 10 words this episode. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> My computer we're, almost survived. <laughs> we're we're going to we're going to have a little intervention after this podcast, uh, make sure everything's all right with Nick. But in the meantime, you can expect to see us back here in a couple weeks talking about Nick's game. We're going to launch a Patreon to buy Nick a new can and piece of string. <laughs> So stay tuned. All right. See you guys. Bye.